This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen along with you. Well, the concept of family therapy to offer remediation for the mental health problems of an individual gained popularity in the second half of the last century through the work of founders like Dr. Carl Whittaker. We'll hear with more on how this evolved and the efficacy of this approach is Dr. David Keith. He's professor of psychiatry and the director of family therapy in the Department of Psychiatry at Upstate Medical University. Welcome, Dr. Keith. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Nice to be here. So let's begin by defining for our listeners what we mean by the term family therapy. What is it exactly? Well, uh, to be very simple, it means you have the whole family come in for uh, the interview and then for subsequent interviews. And that's not an easy task. Uh, so that as in the modern era, it's become, I think, harder and harder for therapists to get families to come in. And part of our way of working is organized around how to start. We call it the battle for structure, how you get the whole family to come in. It's always easy to get the mother and the child to come in, uh, but it's more difficult to get men to come in. And what was the basis? I guess I, I want to find out more about Dr. Whitaker and his influence yeah. here, but where did the basis, the concept kind of come from that, the, that this was a beneficial way to approach the mental health issues mm. of one family member? Well, it comes out of... Uh, I don't know, kind of a quantum shift in how we think about human experience that goes back to around the 60s. There's a whole lot of things emerged at that time in physics. Uh, and so in the mental, in psychiatry, people started thinking about how do relationships affect this person? And we knew that they did because uh, we'd worked this was before my time, but you'd work with somebody in the hospital and they'd get better and they'd learn how to handle relationships. They'd go home for a weekend pass and they'd come back regressed. So then the f- psychiatrist started thinking about, let's see, why is it going, why is this happening and what's the family have to do with it? Thus, uh, we paid more attention to relationships and systems of relationships. So it's basically the family system was seen as either the origin of the yes. problem or a way of helping remediate the problem yeah and i say uh i don't really believe in people i i believe in families or i believe in systems of relationships so Uh, who was who was carl whitaker then carl whitaker uh was a psychiatrist who i met when i went to wisconsin in 1971 to do my residency i didn't know anything about him Uh, i went there for another reason Uh, But I was very taken with what he was doing. Uh, He was a very inventive, creative, thoughtful guy. And so he happened to be part of the psychiatric training, but it was something that I really got engaged with. And uh, at that time, uh, family therapy was kind of like a movement inside of psychiatry, community mental health, the mental health world. Um, And it was interesting. what was his basic premise? I mean, what was he trying to do, either well, the same as or differently than some of the things we just chatted about? I think I think he was trying to make sure that uh, caring for patients remained a human project and not a theoretical one. And uh, a lot of his early work was with schizophrenia and very disturbed kids. And so he developed ways of working. I mean, you can't use cognitive methods with schizophrenic people. You have to figure out how to be indirect so you keep them 
engaged or you invite their engagement, likewise with kids. And uh, he was quite good at it. I, um, I say of him, I mean, there was a lot of inventive people uh, in the world at that time working on family therapy. I say he was kind of the Picasso of those creative people. Uh, and once again, he saw, he saw the family as the client, not simply yes. an individual in the family. Yeah, he had been the chairman of psychiatry at uh, Emory University, the first chairman, 1945, and then was doing individual therapy, and uh, but more and more family therapy. When he came to Wisconsin, he came there with the idea, I will only see families and so that's what he was doing. I read I a there. quote that he once met, uh, said to an interviewer, which I think is kind of profound, that every marriage is a battle between two families struggling to reproduce themselves. That's right, yeah. So he, what he was really saying was every new family that comes together <clears throat> is the result of two prior families who are somehow trying to figure yeah. out yeah, that's, a way of reproducing yeah. their, their yeah, family. Yeah, you're grasping kind of the fullness of this idea that the uh, yeah marriage is a battle between two families to see whose family will be recreated in the next generation, his crazy family or her crazy family. <laughs> right. But then to go further, when I'm talking about working with a family, I'm sure. thinking of at least three generations. Uh, so oh, really? If the child comes in because the child's depressed or the child is being defiant, uh, I see them with the parents, but I always get the grandparents to come in as part of the of the therapy. That's so that, that's fantastic, yeah. and but as you said, that seems to be somewhat has to be somewhat of a challenge at the same time. Uh, it is, but you learn how to do it. There's a as I say in the book that uh, psychotherapy is an art, and there's an art to doing it. Uh, Clearly, it, there's an art. That's right. Yeah, it requires a mixture of force and grace. So it sounds like Dr. Whitaker's approach, by some accounts, was somewhat unorthodox. Why yeah. did they think that? Um, I think because he had so much spontaneity to him. He was, uh, uh, he was a naturally playful man, um, uh, inventive, did things that struck people as outrageous. Um, it would be a little bit like uh, Thelonious Monk coming to the Syracuse Symphony and, and trying to, you know, he's inventive. He's, yeah. not, the, he's not playing standard He's not in the music. box. He's out of the box, right. way out of the box. But he invites those in the box to think more openly about what they're doing. So, so what exactly is experiential, his experiential approach? <laughs> what, I mean, I know... No, There's a lot to that, but... <laughs> well, I, I uh, knew you'd ask me that question, and I'll start off by saying there's not a good, clear answer to it, except I say, I hope this isn't too abstract, but that experiential therapy is a therapy beyond interpretation. In other words, we think about uh, people come to the practitioner's office, they describe their problem, and the person tries to characterize it so that they can understand it, they interpret it. We don't do that. We interact with it so as to create a new experience, to sometimes confuse how they think about the problem. In this day and age, a lot of people show up at the clinic because they know what they need. They found out on the Internet what medication they or their child need. They have a treatment program. They just need to find a doctor to enact it for them. 
We don't do that. We challenge their way of thinking about the problem. It's interesting. It's not unlike what we know about learning theory, that the most effective way to learn is through experience. And then in a sense, you're really saying that to relearn some emotional uh, ways in the world, so to speak, that you need to experience different ways of maybe thinking about them, feeling about them, interacting with others around them. So. No, that's that's true, and and one of the interesting things about family therapy, alongside of psychiatry, is it's informed by all kinds of disciplines. It doesn't it doesn't have a central uh, uh, theory theology, uh, right? Uh, there are theological systems inside of it, but but one of the things that attracted me to it was there was a lot to wonder about in that era. We didn't have all the medications we do now. Thus, we looked everywhere for how for to answers. think about problems. Yeah. If so, you're just joining us, excuse yeah. me, you're oh. listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air. I'm Linda Cohen along with psychiatrist Dr. David Keith. We're talking about family therapy and one of its founders, Dr. Carl Ritiger. Yeah. I interrupted you. What well, I was going to say, so a, a tenet of experiential therapy is that experience makes for change. Uh, insight follows experience, and generally we... Therapy work. People tend to think that insight leads to a new experience, but but so what? What but experience? does the therapist have to play a role in assisting the individual or family for in interpreting that insight? In other words, they may have the insight, but to then carry it on. Yeah, except ours. I mean, so language can be used to characterize experience, but language can also be used to create experience. Right. Uh, the way we might reframe a symptom changes their experience of it. That's an experience. Uh, it's an experience that disrupts their thinking. Um, and so reframing is an important component. Yeah, yeah. Seeing things differently, seeing the way, the taking the very same circumstance and perhaps putting a different quote-unquote frame on it. Yes. And... Uh, I teach a, fam- a family therapy seminar with a colleague, and for the first five years of our teaching together, he'd say, Keith, what do you do anyway? And I'd say, I do what I'm talking about. And he'd say, well, I don't get it. So in about the sixth year, he said, I know what you do, Keith. You destabilize the family. And uh, <laughs> that's that's what experiential therapy does. It destabilizes, but uh, we don't run for it then destabilization opens up possibilities. It's the first step. And I remain there prepared to deal with whatever happens from the disruption. That's very interesting. Those are the subsequent interviews. So you just wrote a book about Carl Whitaker, and um, basically, let's see, it's called, where is the name of the book? You want me to tell you? I have it right here, or I did. It's continuing the experiential approach of of Carl Whitaker, Process, Practice, and Magic. Okay. Why did you write the book? Uh, I wrote it, actually, Carl died in 95, and I was here then. Uh, He died in Wisconsin. And uh, one of the organizations I belong to, the American Family Therapy Academy, had a meeting in June. A friend of mine put on a seminar uh, to meet to talk about Carl and his effect on us. Uh, it was a group of about 35, 40 people, uh, kind of a reflecting, warm seminar. A journalist shows up, a guy who writes about psychotherapy, who knew and admired Carl, and he said, you're all, you're all 
speaking warmly and with admiration about Carl Whitaker, but he could be insulting, he could be sarcastic. Uh, is this something we should be doing more of? Why would anybody want to spend an hour with a crazy man? Well, nobody said anything, and I thought, well, I worked with him the closest and the longest. I better have something to say, so I tried. I didn't do a very good job. Uh, afterwards, my wife walked me around the city of Cambridge for a while <laughs> while I was while I was uh, upset. Then I went home and I started an essay called "Crazy Man," and I was trying to talk about what it was that Carl Whitaker did. And but that was in '95, and then it went to sleep, and then it started again. And the last ten years is when I so this when was I wrote it. this is an attempt to be a tribute to him and his work. Uh, that's only one part of it. It's what I say in the book is that this looks like a history of family therapy, but it's not. I'm writing about the process of family therapy, which exists outside of time. And I say the book is about therapeusis. And uh, at the time I came up, I invented that word because and I was. I it was, means. It it refers to the abstract energetic core of the psychotherapeutic process. That's an abstract idea, but the point of it is that the, the relationship is what is critical, and it doesn't make too much difference what kind of theory comes with the relationship, what kind of words come with the relationship. It's that, that pr personal presence. Uh, so you that's mean a, between that, the therapist and the client? And the client or family. Family. And... Uh, so it's a therapeutic process, therapeusis, ther so to speak. Therapeusis, yes, the abstract energetic core and it's re it's a abstract idea about a relationship. But this is your term. This is not Dr. Whitaker's term. No, I in, I invented it. Wow. And so it is with, as I, I oftentimes say, that the the subtitle of this book should be Keith's Catalog of Flawed Explanations. <laughs> and I say that because I don't want this to be viewed as a new theory. It's my thinking about how family therapy works, what Whitaker was up to. Well, in the very little bit of time we have left, does family therapy work? Yeah, it does. In your experience. Not, and it's not, it doesn't cure, it heals. And healing is a, is a repair through growth. Um, so, Very, uh, very, very interesting and inspirational. Thank you so much for coming in and sharing okay. all these great ideas <laughs> with us. My guest has been Dr. David Keith, Professor of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at Upstate Medical University, and he is also uh, the Director of Family Therapy in the Department of Psychiatry at Upstate. Um, I'm Linda Cohen. You're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on Air. <laughs>